0: with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom as for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people we will negotiate for it sacrifice for it We will not surrender for it, now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob Fratz Authority on AM
1: 1420. The Answer. Yes, indeed it is. The Bob France Authority, good morning to you. Thank you so very much for joining us as we get underway at 7 minutes past the hour of 9 o'clock on this Friday. A free-for-all Friday in true, the 31st morning of the month and final morning of the month of August in the year of our Lord 2018. Coming up in about a half an hour, we have one guest today, and we're going to be talking with Paula Bolliard. She is the uh, managing editor at PJ Media, which is a very, very important website, to be quite uh, honest with you. It really is. They do wonderful, wonderful work uh, exposing a lot of bias and a lot of other um, uh, liberal media type things, and uh, really, really just a great perspective. Paula Bolliard, uh wrote a piece uh, about a Google study in, in, that she conducted in which she found that 96 out of 100 Google results when you search for Trump news were negative. They were not conservative. They were not, uh, you know, or middle of the road. They were negative, 96%. President Trump cited that study in a tweet that he sent just uh, three days ago, saying Google search results for Trump news show only the viewing and reporting of fake news media. In other words, they have it rigged for me and others so that almost all stories and news is bad. Fake CNN is prominent. Republican, conservative, and fair media is shut out. Illegal? He's asking, is that illegal for Google to do this? He then says, 96% of results of on Trump news are from national left-wing media. Very dangerous. Google and others are suppressing the voices of conservatives and hiding information and news that is good. Today, or excuse me, they are controlling what we can and cannot see. This is a very serious situation. Will be addressed. So that was President Trump responding To Paula Bolliard's work, again, managing editor at um, uh, PJ Media, and she is an Ohioan. And she is going to join me in about a half an hour to address this. The fact that the president cited her work is very, very cool. However, his suggestion on dealing with that is something that she disagrees with, believe it or not. So that's the basis of that conversation that we're going to have. And I think it's going to be a very important Uh, important one. I will say this as uh, kind. Of, we kind of get things rolling about that. Um, I've noticed it for a long time. And it's not just when you, when you type the words Trump news into a Google search or Trump into a Google search. Basically, whenever I do a Google search <clears throat> on any prominent news item revolving around or, or uh, somehow buried within the world of politics, doesn't matter what it is. Okay, I mean it can be, there can be a mass shooting, all right, and that of course, sadly, isn't just oh my gosh, let's deal with victims and and, and tragedies and catching perpetrators and and whatnot. It can, it's politics, it's political. It can be a house vote, which is directly political. It can be, um, you know, uh, something that that a foreign dignitary says about. About uh, the American government, basically anything that can be tied to politics is what i 'm trying to say. If you Google search that on the day that it happens i 've noticed this and i 've complained about it on the air, so this is not just you know uh, uh, you know armchair quarterbacking or hindsight being two thousand twenty i 've noticed this that when you when you put those search terms in for whatever it is, if it can be tied to politics in some way, your first page page and a half, two pages maybe depending on what it is of Google results will be CBS's spin on that story. NBC's spin on that story. ABC's spin on that story. The Washington post spin on that story. The New York times spin on that story. All of the traditional left-wing media sites are the ones that get the first result placement in on Google searches. You have to hunt for a Fox news report on the very same story. You have to hunt for, for any conservative or right-leaning and by my standards when I say right leaning that means truly fair and balanced <laughs> because all you have to do to be right- leaning is not be left- leaning then you're at least down the middle that's just the way that it is but if, if you're looking for a result from uh, you know on those things from from Fox News or from Drudge or from Breitbart or from any other sites that are considered to be more conservative in nature to give you a different spin on it to what the mainstream media is going to give you you have to hunt; it does not show up. And I, I, like I said, then you have to change your search parameters to Whatever the story was, dash Fox News, or whatever the story was, dash Drudge, or whatever. You know what I mean? That's that's just the way that it works. Or townhall.com, one of my favorite news sites with conservative uh, commentary. You have to hunt for those things. Google does not give you, you know, a a, a wide variety or a broad base of options to read coverage of news stories, especially if they are pertaining in some way to political ideology, to left or right, you know, vantage points or viewpoints. I've noticed that forever, long before this study that was done, this little testing of 100 uh, um, search items that uh, we'll talk to Paul about, and 96 of them are turning turning up prominently left-leaning news coverage. So I'm glad she did it. I'm glad the president took note of it. I hope that when the tech giants get to um, uh, uh, D.C. today, get to Capitol Hill today, because Facebook and Twitter tech giants are going to be testifying today and meeting with uh, congressional uh, leadership and committees to talk about these issues. I'm glad it's being addressed. But um, the question is, is, how do you want them to deal with this? Should the government force them? to change their algorithms? Should the government be in charge of making sure that they are putting equal access to various points of view online? Because again, when I talk to Paula, you're going to be, well, you may be surprised that she says no. Government regulation of the web is not something that she supports. And quite honestly, I don't know that I do either. Here's why. It kind of brings me back to how many people remember the Fairness Doctrine. The Fairness Doctrine essentially takes away the free market principles of, of uh, terrestrial radio. The Fairness Doctrine was going to apply to radio, and yes, television to a certain extent as well, uh, that was going to dictate, and in fact it did, this, was, this is something that Bill Clinton put forth, um, to essentially limit the effectiveness of conservative talk radio. We all know that conservative talk radio dominates the industry dominates that particular um, format. You know, when left-wingers tried talk radio, they failed miserably. Air America was one of the most laughable disasters in history. Left-wing talk radio doesn't work. Conservative talk radio is phenomenal. All I have to do is say the names of Hewitt and Prager and Gallagher and and, and Elder and the, and the likes, and, and of course Limbaugh and Hannity and Levin and uh, and Savage and others, uh, you, you know, we know how that works. And the, there was a movement saying, "Oh, there is not enough liberal viewpoints on talk radio." The fairness doctrine would mandate that tele—not television, radio uh, companies—put uh, a certain amount of liberal programming on the air, and it's just whoa, 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 what. You cannot tell a private company how to do their business, if, especially if something doesn't sell. You're going to put these companies out of business. Nobody wants to listen to that tripe. You're going to put these companies out of business. So I and other conservatives, of course, are strongly opposed to anything resembling the fairness doctrine. Would this type of regulation of the web be the same thing for online content? Probably not. Something we want to, uh, in, you know, in, in, uh, uh, enter into. That's not something we'd really want to want to want to be a part of. Uh, I just really think that. It would be fa- see. Here's the here's the only problem with the, in the difference between the two, I suppose. And I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. I mean, not that talk radio isn't a source of news for people. Clearly, it is. Or I can't tell you how many people I meet who thank me for some of the stuff that I present. They would not have been aware of otherwise. So, so that is in its very definition, newsy. Um, but the purveyors of online news. Um, are so much more a source where people get their quote-unquote news than it has ever been before. And their reach is so much longer than it was, for example, when just traditional newspapers, when the New York Times was just the New York Times in print, um, it reached only those who bought it out of the box on the street corner or had home delivery. Same thing with the Cleveland Plain Dealer or anything else. But now that they have digitized everything, they reach so many more eyes, so many more people. And between Google's search results being slanted to the left, Twitter's censorship of conservative viewpoints, Facebook's obvious algorithm issue that Mark Zuckerberg actually apologized for uh, when it comes to uh, censoring conservative viewpoints, shutting down uh uh pages Facebook pages of people like Diamond and Silk because of uh, uh phony and Dennis Prager's work as well on Prager University because of phony allegations of uh, of of uh content that was inappropriate and I don't know how they phrased all of that but 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 basically they call it hate speech these kinds of things, but basically America gets its news online now more than ever before, probably more even than from from radio. Certainly, more more than from newspapers. That's why President Trump correctly refers to the newspaper industry as a dying industry. And I say that not with any joy. There's, a, you know, they employ you know millions of people in newspapers around the country, from one end to the other. I don't want any industry to die from you know just just from that vantage point. I, I that makes me sad. But the reality is, people aren't waiting for the next day's paper to come out to get their news. They're not waiting for their favorite radio show to come on to get their news. Um, You know, 24-7 news television is there. They can get it from online at, you know, cable news networks like Fox and MSNBC and CNN. They're versions of the news. But more and more people, if they hear about something, if somebody in the break room says, did you see about the latest shooting? Did you see about the latest train wreck? Did you see about the the latest missile test by North Korea? Um, What are people doing? They're pulling out their phones, all right, right? Maybe they have a laptop or an iPad or something, but generally their phones are pulling their phone out of their pocket or their purse and punching it up. They'll either go to their favorite favorite site that they are, have already locked in as an app, or they'll go to their their Google screen and they'll type in train wreck, and what are they getting? They're going to get, the pro- like I said before, the prominent mainstream left-leaning news outlets who are going to be featured from top to bottom in the first few pages of Google results. Then maybe you'll get a different point of view. Now, train wreck might be a bad idea. There's not too many terribly, uh, you know, political ideological uh, so- sides to a train wreck, but you understand the point. If there's a North Korea launch uh, of a test missile, you know, immediately you're going to get the CNN spin on it, which means they're going to say Trump, Trump diplomatic efforts with Kim Jong Un fail. You know, North Korea fires missile. Uh, MSNBC is going to have the same thing. NBC, ABC, CBS, New York Times, Washington Post. Your whole first page of results is going to come from all of that kind of stuff. And then if you're looking for anything about the Trump administration's response or the Trump administration's statement on this or a conservative viewpoint that says, no, this is not true, this is what it's all about, you're going to have to hunt your butt off uh, to get that. And so if that's where the majority of people are getting their news now, and I think it's true, news is by the second now, not by the day, not by the hour, not waiting until the 6 p.m. newscast. News you can get by the second by just looking at Google and looking at your phone. And if that is the case, and I believe that it is, does the or do the tech giants that run those search engines, do they have an obligation to provide a more fair and balanced result page or you know search results? so that people can see things from a variety of perspectives and not just from the left-leaning sites, especially given the fact that the left-leaning news sites that you're going to find featured on Google are exactly what um, uh, PJ Media found, 96% negative when it comes to Trump or things associated with Trump. And I don't think it's a reach to say that when it comes to news presentation and search results and whatnot uh, on Google – that if you're seeing 90% Trump stories negatively, that when you see the opposition, they're going to be presented in a more positive light. You know, and, and even if it's not even related to Trump, or if it's a distant relationship to Trump, like the Ron DeSantis story. The Ron DeSantis story about uh, the way he phrased uh, his, his message to Florida voters about not screwing up uh, the great progress they've got going in Florida now. You're going to see the negativity of Ron DeSantis. You're going to see the name tied to Trump because Trump is a DeSantis supporter, and DeSantis is a Trump supporter. And they're going to they're going to make the racist, racism allegations about them on those pages. Not only you're going to see the negativity toward them, anything positive you're going to see from Andrew Gillum, you're anything uh, anything that is said from those on the uh, political left in condemning DeSantis, they're going to be presented in a positive light. So this biased presentation of news. I think, is something that deserves scrutiny, whether it deserves government regulation or not is a part of the discussion that we're going to have with Paula. So that's a feature story today. There's a lot of other things we're going to talk about. I'll let you decide what we talk about and when. It is truly a free-for-all Friday today, with the exception of my one guest, Paula Bolliard, coming up. Free-for-all Friday. No other guests. I left it a little bit light for you to be able to get in. There's so many things that have happened this week. You can do so when you're ready at 216 or 888 281 That's the number. Those are the numbers to get into the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. 927, i the Bob France Authority on a free-for-all Friday edition, AM 1420, The Answer. Let's take a phone call from Jim in West Park, who got in early today. Jim got in yesterday as well, and uh, I asked him to call back today with a follow-up on a different subject than what we were discussing. Jim, thanks for getting back, man. Go ahead.
2: Yes. Um, you know, these these actors, uh, Mueller, Comey, Rob Rosenstein, and his wife, they go back over two decades. They protected uh, Clinton and Whitewater, and Travelgate, and uh, they got blood on their hands. You know, uh, the, uh, they shredded all of Vince Foster's documents. Uh, you know, back then they didn't have digital. They had to, they had to shred it. And uh, he was found in a park with two bullet holes in the back of his head. He must have c- committed suicide or something like that. This Mary Jacob, uh that's Glenn Simpson's wife, it's Nellie Orr, who applied for a ham radio license May 23rd, 2016. To commu- uh, the, the communications are not subject to subpoena or FISA. So they, she could talk back and forth to the Russian intel and uh, the, the uh, uh, steel. Uh, she also represented the CIA on a project called Open Source Works. Glenn Simpson, oh, there's clappers... The Clapper, his wife, and her father spent decades in the NSA. And then you got Team Obama: uh, Lynch, McCabe, Struck, uh, Cheryl Mills. Uh, Obama signed a, a, uh, a memorandum of understanding, an MOU, that was uh, unprecedented to get an out of jail free card for Cheryl Mills, and there was a dossier against Mitt Romney. Uh, This book was called Compromised by Seamus Bruner. Yep. Government Accountability Institute. Now, if a rat can spring a trap a couple times, that's good for him, but he's eventually going to get hit with the BFH. And it will eventually get them, and I think we finally got them, okay? And, and, and that's all I got, Bob.
1: you're, you're Jim, you're about the, the third or fourth person in the last week to tell me about compromise, and I'm glad you did because it's uh, something that you and a lot of other people are are dialed into, and in, in some of the, the corruption runs so deep, much deeper than a lot of people realize. and that, of course, is something that we you know, we lament the fact that that cor- uh, corruption has to be exposed by way of books like this because it's not being done by journalists in the daily uh, you know, uh, journalism field, uh, in other words, by newspapers and, and, and television investigative reporters and so on. In other words, Woodward and Bernstein are long gone, at least in the form that they once took, especially Bernstein, as you know, he's in a war right now of words with the President of the United States. This kind of stuff should be exposed for the mass media so that everybody can see this rather than just book buyers. Uh, but I'm glad you brought up the book Compromise so that we can, again, talk about that. There, are, There is a lot of ground, fertile ground there for us to plow. All right. It's uh, 931. We're going to get news now. We're going to come back and talk about the liberal bias, not just of the regular left-wing media, but by the search engines that provide you access to the media. That story coming up next on AM 1420, The Answer. <music>
0: There are two sides to every story. There's the mainstream media side, and then there's the truth. You are experiencing the truth. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer.
1: Yes, indeed. Rolling right along. 935. Thank you so much for joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. So I gave a little bit of the background in the uh, for opening, opening monologue of the program. So if you just turned on the radio, here's uh, the, the thumbnail sketch. Um, the left-wing media, we already know, is extraordinarily biased. But did you know that the search engines which provide you access to media are also equally as biased? Um, the, the president of the United States noted in a tweet that he sent out uh, three days ago, That 96% of the Trump news results when you go to Google and you search for Trump news are negative from national left wing media or left leaning sites. And he says that is very dangerous and it's a situation that quote will be addressed. That's what he said on Twitter. Well, it turns out that the work he was citing in that 96% uh, figure that he quoted uh, was done by Paula Bolliard. Paula Bolyard is the managing editor at PJ Media. or I'm sorry, supervising editor, rather. Supervising editor at PJ Media. I want to be cl- clear on that. And it was her work. That he cited. 96% of Google search results for Trump news are from liberal media outlets. How does she feel about being recognized by the President of the United States? She joins us now, and she, by the way, is a Northeast Ohioan from uh, uh, Doylestown, which is just outside of Akron. Paula, thanks for joining us here on AM 1420, The Answer. How are you? I am well,
3: Bob. How are you?
1: I am great thanks for for coming on and thanks for reaching out to me by the way we're Facebook friends and uh you sent me a little note saying you know pointing this out. I did not know about uh, this local connection to the story uh but I'm so glad to have you on. How does it feel when you when you turn on Twitter or you click onto Twitter and you notice that the President of the United States is referencing your story and using it to perhaps uh formulate policy for the future well
3: yeah you know, my phone started blowing up at about. Six thirty, you know, the president tweets early in the morning. Yes, he does. Started blowing up, and uh, people started saying, "Hey, the president's tweeting about your story," and the day just got crazier and crazier from there. And uh, the story has been covered widely uh, everywhere, every media outlet in the United States. It seems like so. It's been a little bit of a crazy week.
1: Well, I can only imagine how crazy it's been. And, and, and what's interesting, Paula, as um, I noted on my commentary before, I've been noticing this for a long time, before your story, before your research, and your you know the number that you checked out. Well, I will talk about that in a moment. Uh, Just in general, as I look for news sites, or news stories rather, when I, when I hear about something happening in a, in a very, uh, informal way, I'm like, okay, I need to dig into this a little bit. I'll go to Google and I'll type in whatever those parameters are. And the first page and a half, or, you know, two pages sometimes, are indeed the CBS story, the ABC, the NBC, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and on time we go, even the Huffington Post, and, and far left-leaning, uh, you know, news sites, either mainstream or otherwise, and I've got to hunt and then rechange the search term, or re-enter, I should say, the uh, search terms to include Fox News uh, with, with those search terms, or, you know, Breitbart News, or, or whatever news, in order to be able to see a different vantage point of these things. So I've long noticed the Google bias. Is that what kind of launched your, uh, your, your investigation into this, and when you actually came up with that 96% figure?
3: Yeah, you know, I had kind of suspected it just because, you know, knowing the background of the tech companies and that they're cocooned in Silicon Valley. Um, but just last week, I, I was looking for news on Trump, and I just did a search of the news tab on Google, and everything was from, every, well, almost everything was from CNN, a huge percentage but. um uh, 27, 28% of the results on the first 100 search results were from CNN. And uh, that got me thinking that there's maybe a problem here.
1: Okay, so so let's talk about the research that you did that the president uh, cited. You did this for PJ Media, of course. You're a supervising editor there. And the headline story from uh, the 25th, so last week, was 96% of Google search results for Trump news are from liberal media outlets. How did you find that?
3: Um, well, I, I want to be clear that this is not a scientific search, and I pointed that out in my article. Yeah, it's, you it's did. It's an anecdotal did. search, and um, there's been a lot of... Um, Media coverage uh, saying the president shouldn't be quoting a unscientific source, but I didn't claim it to be anything other than that. So I just I, I did it on my computer. I did it on different browsers. I did it on incognito window. I did it on another computer registered registered to a second user, and came up with the same results every time, more or less. And I reached out to someone at Google to get a comment about this story, and she admitted she got the same pretty much the same search results as well. Um, although she sort of quibbled about whether some sites were liberal or conservative, which a lot of outlets are doing, uh, the New York times bristled about being considered a liberal outlet, a left, I left leaning is what I called them. And um, it, it's that that's been one of the most interesting things out of all this. These mainstream media outlets are furious that they're being called left-leaning. They all, in their minds, they think they're right straight down the middle. And if they well, cannot... See it from it, anyone else's perspective.
1: Do you think that they really believe they're, they're straight down the middle or that is just they have to protest about this because if they don't, they are essentially admitting and agreeing with President Trump who calls what you call left leaning, he calls fake news. And, and they obviously push back against allegations of fake news all the time. Fake news doesn't have to be we made up a story. Fake news can be just we told one half of a story without giving another perspective that might be favorable to the president or to conservative causes.
3: Right, and it's probably some of both of that. I mean, I think they do think that they are fair and balanced. I, I, I think Bob that at CNN thinks he's the fairest journalist ever to walk the face of the earth. But um, I, here's the, the dirty little secret of the news business. Nothing is unbiased. It's not possible to have an unbiased source. Even if you're reporting on an article and, and you're doing it in an unbiased way, it just that you chose to report on that story. It, there's bias inherent in that decision, those decisions that editors make every day, which stories are we going to cover, which things are we not going to cover. There, there's your bias right there.
1: Well, that's true, although I, I don't know that I like the word bias in that regard. I, I like bias in, in more accurately, in my opinion, Paula, uh, in, in determining which stories not to cover, Because they're not telling a story, therefore they're not necessarily lying, they're not necessarily slanting, they're just not choosing to cover something, and that is biased in in and of itself. But choosing what to do, I don't know if it necessarily reflects bias as much as um, editorial... Decision making. Uh, I mean, you have, you know, assignments have to be made and 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 content has to be decided upon by somebody. And, yeah, I suppose there can be inherent bias in that. But news article news newsworthy stories. For example, I I gave an example uh, before you came on. If North Korea tests another nuke. It's news. There's no doubt. If they do another missile test, it's news. I think everybody, and it's not biased to cover that. What would be biased if there is an explanation or an opinion offered by the White House that they choose not to include in their coverage, they're only going to include all of the criticism from Democratic members of Congress who say, clearly Trump's diplomacy with Kim Jong-un was a failure, that was a boondoggle, that was a waste, he doesn't have any influence, yada, yada. If they don't give a view from the other side saying, no, 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 that's not what this represents, that That would be evidence of bias, at least in the way I understand the word.
3: Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Um, And maybe just to push back at that a little, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of outlets are not covering positive news about the president. So, you know, they're covering all the negative stuff and all the things he tweets, but they're not talking about the economy. So. I, I guess that's what
1: I'm thinking about. I, and I agree with that. That's why I kind of, you know, clarified it a little bit and, and twisted mm-hmm. it to what they choose not to cover is what is more more in evidence of bias than what they do cover. And you're right. They don't mm-hmm. cover, you know I mean? It, you know how hard it must have been for any news outlet to actually print this week that the incredible uh, GDP growth of 4.1% was actually revised up to 4.2% because, oh my God, now we got to remind people once again that he did have a magic wand. When Barack Obama right. said there's no magic wand that he can wave to fix this economy and grow it faster than it was growing under us oh crap we have to actually acknowledge he did it and th- that's the kind of thing where you know the the, the grudging acknowledgement of a positive trump development or trump story um that's that's what's so uh, you know important for me to for people to know there are many of those things that they choose not to cover that's one that's so big they had to
3: right War or, or they'll bury the lead they'll put a headline on it yeah um, with the one negative nugget from the story and then bury it in paragraph six, the
1: so good news. I uh, completely agree. We're talking to Paula Bolliard again. She is a uh, northeast Ohioan. She's actually from Doylestown, and she is the supervising editor at PJ Media, which is an extraordinarily important news site, in my opinion. And. Uh uh, so Paula, so you get the pre. you write, you do this as you acknowledge, and by the way, you said it's non-scientific, but I give you credit for doing due diligence and not just, I looked in one search engine, you did multiple search engines, multiple browsers, multiple, uh, uh, you know, different, uh, 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 you know, changes in your, in your research to come up with it. And you kept coming up with 96 out of a hundred stories were negative, um, so you get this, the president cites it and says, action is coming soon, or action may be coming soon, which would indicate some sort of governmental regulation of Google and of the, uh, the browsers and search engines. You don't, despite your support of the president in this, in this, uh, you know, in this discussion, you don't want the government to take over uh, what can and can't be seen online. Explain that.
3: Right. I I, I just worry about the government getting involved in private businesses. Um, I wouldn't want the feds coming in uh, to PJ Media and telling us you've got to run something by uh, Chris Cuomo or you've got to run something by Charles Blow on your site in in the essence of fairness. And, you know, I, I don't want the feds doing that to Facebook or Google. I'm very concerned about this issue. I think it's Very troubling and very disturbing, um, and can have negative effects even on the economy. Not to mention individual elections. But I just I I get really nervous when we talk about the government coming in and regulating private businesses. I know you know people have raised concerns about monopolies, and I think that's something we ought to have a very serious and sober discussion about. But I, I just get really nervous when we think about doing that.
1: You wrote an article, an op-ed for the Washington Post, kind of addressing this too, Paula, uh, and you, you, you said there what you just said to me about concerns about private businesses being uh, told what they have to do and who they have to answer to. By the government. But then you also wrote, I'm sympathetic to fears that conservative voices will be silenced. Media reports, including one by Chris uh, Saliza at CNN, have been quick to to, uh, lump Trump tweets and, by association, my article into the category of an Alex Jones-style conspiracy theory without putting it into context. Many of the media outlets chafed at being branded as left-leaning side. I, too, am not only sympathetic to fears, I'm very, very worried I have those fears because I've been shadow banned, not to the same degree or in the same manner that Jim Jordan, Mark Meadows, and, and a couple of other prominent conservatives in Congress have been, but I've been told by people my, my tweets are not coming through and then they're being flagged as potentially inappropriate when there's absolutely nothing in them, including profanity. Uh, I fear that conservatives like me and probably thousands and thousands of others who have any medium or or you know even even minor influence on on uh, on on people who who view my stuff online? Uh, that censorship. You know we are we are we are being forced into silence by uh, John Dorsey uh, by uh, or Jack Dorsey rather uh, at Twitter by Mark Mark by Mark Zuckerberg and yes by Google and even by Apple in other cases. So how do we get a fair shake if it isn't government that's going to give it to us?
3: That's uh- the question of the day um, um i you know in fact i was fact-checked by facebook a couple months ago they are now hiring these third-party sites which are left-leaning so um snopes and politifact which is the hard left site if you ask
1: me it is um,
3: and they fact-checked one of my articles and said that it was a mixture of truth and error there was no error in it they just didn't like the outcome it was about the issue of the water shortage in california and the new limits they put on water and they didn't like it and they said uh they so they hid it from people on facebook they left it up they didn't completely remove it but they made sure their algorithm knew to not show it to people and it was it was just a just pure bias and they don't have an appeals process really right if they if they have a problem with it if they do this to it fact check it they give you the email address of the fact checker and you reach out to them and say no you're wrong we're right that's the end of it
1: and that's it yeah Yeah. and it and that's that's from uh from from that uh side of things but like going back to the social media side of things twitter as an example paula um uh the Social media coordinator, uh, that is working for Beverly Goldstein, who is a friend and a candidate for Congress in District 11. She is challenging Marsha Fudge for the second time. Um, her media coordinator had some 50,000 followers, her social media coordinator, and she, of course, was using not only, uh, uh Beverly's followers and reaching out to, but hers as well on her behalf and so on and so forth. <laughs> Excuse me. She was, uh, banned for life. Just two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I guess it was. Banned for life by Twitter. They deactivated her account. She tried to start a new one. They deactivated that because it came right from the same IP address without one single explanation as to what they found so offensive that would lead to not even a temporary suspension, but a lifetime ban. She she, she, you know, had screenshots of everything that she had tweeted and has asked anybody and everybody to say, what is offensive? What is wrong with this? She tried to appeal to Twitter. Zero response. Now, she's working on behalf of a conservative candidate who's trying to take down a liberal uh, member of Congress who's doing nothing for her district, and she's being shut out. That, to me, and it's going to sound a little goofy because I don't want to be a conspiracy guy, but as long as the left continues to cry election meddling, that sounds like election meddling from a prominent You know american news source twitter is more than just social media people get their news from it and twitter is banning somebody working on behalf of a conservative candidate it's it's almost election meddling as far as i see it
3: yeah it's very troubling and we've heard it from other candidates we've heard it from uh, i've got colleagues uh, three or four colleagues who have had uh, had to deal with bans in fact uh, Bridget Johnson, our DC editor at PJ Media, was banned for several months. No explanation. She, she's a straight news reporter. Never tweets anything inflammatory, and she was completely taken off Twitter for oh, I think it was three or four months, and then suddenly they restored her with no explanation.
1: Wow, and see, and that's what's that's what's so very very frustrating. And while President Trump. Rightly concerned about is concerned about this saying action is coming you and I'm not picking on you because I agree. I don't want government intervention in pretty much anything. Certainly one of the things President Trump has been so. Applauded for by those of us who voted for him and those of us on the political right is deregulation. He's opening the doors of businesses again by 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 reducing the number of federal regulations they have to follow. I don't want them to have to regulate the the online media content, but but man, Paul, we're in we between a rock and a hard place. If he doesn't, and if the federal government doesn't step in, there is nothing to stop um, these these tech giants from from you know forcibly altering the american opinion on so many things by removing uh contrary points of view to what they believe in.
3: Right. Um you know there are a couple of simple ways that people can fight back a little on this. Um go to websites that you trust and patronize their sponsors, click on their ads, turn off your ad blocker. Everybody mm-hmm. hates ads. I hate ads too. But if you want these sites that you trust to survive in this crazy media circus world we live in then you're going to have to pay something for it and that something might be just having to watch some ads now and then and visiting uh patronizing bob france's sponsors and making sure that he can you (laughs) can stay on the air
1: that is good advice, uh, certainly. Uh, and, and that could very well help as far as them, uh, you know, the online uh, sources that you're talking about, maintain their uh, their ability to stay on. Of course, it still wouldn't affect the social media, uh, you know, and, and the shadow banning that is done right. and the 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 outright banning of accounts and closing of accounts and blocking of pages by Zuckerberg on Facebook. That is, of course, another element to this that uh, we're going to have, and Congress is trying to address. Uh, Paula Bolliard, uh, supervising editor at PJ Media. Uh, getting some, uh, some recognition from the President of the United States, uh, and then uh, writing an op-ed saying, hey, don't do anything too drastic here. Let's not bring the federal government into supervision of online content. Paul, really appreciate all of the perspectives you offered. Keep up the great work, and thanks so much for coming on. Thanks.
3: Thanks for having me on. Have a
1: good day. It's a pleasure. You do the same. Thank you so much. 953. We'll get out and come back in again now on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, 9.57, short segment here on AM 1420, The Answer, before the top of the hour, but it's good enough time to get a couple of good phone calls in, or at least one. Let's give this time right now to Stevie, who is calling from Solon. Wants to talk about the liberal media here on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for your patience through that interview, Stevie. Go right ahead.
3: Uh, Yes, this is just really quick, first time I've ever called in, but um, I travel for a living, so I'm coast to coast, east coast, west coast, north and south, and my curiosity is, um, all these international airports are only playing CNN, and this has just been sticking in my craw for a while. So I just wanted to bring that up and ask how a government agency who, who controls all these airports are running a single news station.
1: That's a okay. very, very okay. good. And You know what, Stevie, you've never called before, and you made it a good one your first time, and I hope you become a second-time caller because that's a very, very good point. I see that all the time in a lot of places that are, In private businesses, we can't say much, but I don't know about you. I don't know how many doctor's office or dermatologists or dentists or waiting rooms that have televisions on the wall that are tuned to something. I don't know that I've ever seen one tuned to Fox News. Uh, I've seen them tuned constantly to CNN. You know, there was a time, not too terribly long ago, I guess, that CNN was thought to be the 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 less biased of the news networks in other words fox news has hasn't had a reputation of being right-leaning nbc and msnbc had the reputation of being far left-leaning cnn was supposed to be the arbiter right in the middle not too terribly long ago you know at least you know within the last decade or so but they of course have flipped they have far surpassed i think even msnbc in absurdity and in left-leaning uh, uh editorializing so you're right. Why then in public buildings or buildings that are paid for and funded by government or controlled in some way or overseen by government, such as airports, why are they feeding us that biased left-wing garbage from CNN? I'd rather have them put on ESPN. Oh, wait a minute. That would be the same thing. More coming up in hour number two on AM 1420, The Answer.